Welcome to ANZ News. Andrew Cornell, Managing Editor of Blue Notes, caught up remotely with Dr. Jana Matthews, ANZ Chair in Business Growth at the University of South Australia and leader of the ANZ Business Growth Program. The ANZ Business Growth Program is delivered by the Australian Centre for Business Growth, University of South Australia. Dr. Matthews discussed business survival and growth strategies as the COVID-19 crisis plays out with practical and achievable advice for small and medium-sized companies. Morning, Jana. Thanks very much for, uh, for speaking with us today. Uh, it is a critical time for, for so many businesses in Australia. You're the the Business Growth Program expert, the ANZ Chair in Business Growth at the University of South Australia, and you're the leader of ANZ's Business Growth Program. Can you tell us, in normal times, what sort of things does that program focus on? Well, the program focuses on the same things in normal times as you need to focus on in abnormal times, and that is, what's the journey of growth? Who are your customers? How do you reach them? How do you develop products and services that actually are ones that they value? How do you manage your financials? How do you manage to build an organization that could sustain growth and choose the right people and understand what your executive team needs to do? Continue to innovate so you have products and services that people continue to want to buy and figure out what's the best strategy for you for growth. Those are fundamentals that you need to know regardless of whether you are going through the turbulence we're now experiencing or beginning to fly high. It's very interesting that you say that the the principles are the same because obviously this as a crisis is unprecedented, although we have seen elements of financial crisis, of of medical crises before, just not at this scale. But from the perspective that you're talking about, fundamentally, businesses need to look at the same sorts of things. They do. They need to be concerned about their employees, uh, obviously their financials and their financial health, about their customers and where their customers are and what their customers need, and if they can still meet those needs. Those are all the basics. Andrew, I was in America. Actually, I was in London, but I'm an American, when 9-11 hit. And America responded with total shutdown. We didn't have a time to watch Italy and hear about it on the newspaper. They planes flew into the Twin Towers, the Pentagon, and they wrestled it to the ground so that it went into Pennsylvania. The rest of America immediately said, where is it going to come from next? And people went to ground. They shut their doors. They locked their doors. They didn't do anything. So I understand what it's like to have an immediate shutdown and to have contracts be canceled, you know, several a day. Uh, So how, how do you manage that? There's a tremendous amount of fear of the unknown. We didn't know where they were going to come from, if more planes were going to land, if we were going to be invaded. So I've lived through this, and I understand how important it is that you keep focused on the company, that you not go into spirals of destitution, that you not think every, everything is going to go to pieces, that your employees and your customers are looking to you to lead, and this is now the time to do it. And how, how do you do that? Because, you know, people, you know, we're human beings. We, we do panic. We're incredibly anxious. We can't see that this crisis will have a, an acute phase and then a chronic phase and a recovery phase. So how do we stop and think about those key elements today as a business person? Well, the whole business about managing yourself as leader is something that we've only recently begun to understand the importance. 
we've focused a lot on what the leader does and what the functions are, what the responsibilities are, what the roles are, but understanding how to keep the leaders of the organization healthy, um, managing their their minds, their anxiety, their psyche, their physical health, their gut health, all of these things that we're now understanding more about how they're intertwined. So the, the people that I know that are managing this successfully are the ones that are, first of all, actually meditating. I spend five or ten minutes a day just being quiet, in a quiet space, not thinking, letting my mind rest, not hearing all the chatter that's going on. I make sure that I'm eating healthy, that I'm drinking plenty of water, that I'm getting exercise, and that I'm managing my emotions when I'm around my team because they need to hear the clear signal through all the noise. They need to hear what are we going to do and what are we going to put in place so that we're going to come out the other side even stronger. So we're going back and looking at our systems. We're talking to our customers. We're understanding what their needs are and developing slightly different products to meet those needs. We're going to come through this. I have no question in my mind. As an economy, we'll come through this. Uh, Shane Elliott, ANZ, and many others have said you know, that what's different between this crisis and the financial crisis is that with a financial crisis, you can't really see the end. But with this one, we don't know the timing, but we have some sense of it. But equally, whether it's the, the government or, or the banks or other funders, they've taken unprecedented steps to support business and, and these stimulus programs and support packages are incredibly welcome. But they've also reminded people that not every business will get through this. But you've you looked at this quite intensely and you talk about five steps that increase the odds your business will make it through. And, and obviously that increases the chances of your bank supporting you all the way through. So what are those five steps? Right. You're absolutely right that if you follow these steps, it definitely will increase your probability of getting funding from the bank and your surviving. The first is get real about your numbers. Get the reality of what's going on financially within the company because your cash is like blood flowing through the system. So look at your accounts payable and accounts receivable and plot out what your cash is going to be over the next few months and begin to see what your expenses are and then think which of those expenses can I defer and what I'm going to cut and even go and talk to your employees about some ways that we can cut expenses and they can take maybe vacation or maybe they can even job share, maybe they go back down to 80%. There's some accommodation to reduce your fixed costs and, and strip out as many of your variable costs as you can. And so that's important for you to understand what's my runway and how far do I have before I'm going to run out of cash and what is it that I'm stripping down to and maybe I shouldn't strip down that far because I do need some money to put in these new systems. I do need to keep some of these people full-time to be serving the customers that we have and so forth. So you're looking at the financial reality of what you need in order to stay in business. Secondly, you're looking at what's selling and what isn't. You should be on this all the time, but especially look at what are the products that people are buying now. And let's double down on those and let's sell more of those to more people or to the people who want them. Uh, clearly, people want a toilet paper. So whoever it is is manufacturing toilet paper is doing very well, hand sanitizers, soap, so forth. So double down on what I would call your winners. Um, third would be sort of think laterally. Uh, what else could you be doing? We have companies in South Australia that didn't make face masks before, but they can. 
We have people who used to make gin that are now doing hand sanitizers. So maybe there's some other things that you could do. I mean, our programs were focused on growth, but we're having people say to us, can you help us, you know, do programs to survive and until we can rebound? So sometimes it's simply a matter of rebadging and slightly reformulating what you're doing and being able to offer it to another group. You need to look at your business just as an investor would, because after all, you are the investor in your business. You've invested your own money and your own life space. So look at and be very um, analytic about who's in what role and who's playing what role and what roles do you really need going forward and, um, and, and where can we be better and more efficient and have your employees help you decide that. Because the goal is to come through this, they would say, sort of leaner and meaner and ready to fight on the other side. And I guess the fifth is to understand that um, I like the Wizard of Oz for a lot of reasons, but it exemplifies what you need to have, which is certainly you need to have brains to figure this out. And that's why you need to be rested and thoughtful and take time to think, not ready, fire, aim. Second, you need to have courage to make difficult decisions, whether it's about strategy, people, customers, products, maybe your favorite product, the product that your father developed and you took over his company, but that's not selling anymore. So don't keep trying to sell that product. And then the heart. You need to have the heart to understand what your customers are going through and to have empathy to see what it is that you can do to meet their needs, what your employees are going through. They're scared. They're frightened. They're looking for somebody who can lead them through this. And so try to do that. One of the sort of difficult things here, but as you say, it's, it's exactly what happened with 9-11, is that the economy going along you know it wasn't going along brilliantly but you know maybe it was going at 70 kilometers an hour now it's going at almost zero and for some industry sectors and businesses that means their business has just stopped particularly if we think about travel or dining so when you're in that situation you know what are you seeing that the potentially successful companies can do in that regard when their day-to-day business has just stopped well i'm going to think positive here and i'm going to say what a gift to have time to actually do all those things and think those things that you didn't have time when you were trying to respond so quickly to whatever it was that was in your face. So A, think about what else you could do. Numbers of restaurants that have gone to takeout and even home delivery, very interesting to see that. We have some of our A and Z customers. Um, I talked to one uh, who was in Perth and he said it, you know, nearly broke my heart to have to lay off so many people. But I've kept the core and we're looking very hard at what we need to do and getting everything in place. So when we do reopen, we'll be even stronger and better. Talk to another company that um, he actually was out of the country uh, going to a, a bicycle race and got there and the race was canceled. So he immediately got on the plane and came back home. And they too have been looking at what can we do? What additional things can we, can we develop additional products and talking to their customers about how to repurpose some of their processes. And he said, um, I think we're still in the green. I don't think we've hit the yellow yet. I think um, that we can find our way to keep going very well. Another customer it does lighting for ports and airports. And he said, we're having the best year. But I am absolutely on my systems. I'm looking at what we're manufacturing. I'm looking where we could have some possible slowdowns because of COVID, where orders might be canceled because of who the customer is. I'm having conversations with our sales team and with our 
manufacturing team. Every day we're looking at that. We're looking at the financials. And I'm trying to build a really strong balance sheet in case we do go into recession. So there are many responses that, uh, that people have. One is I just talked to in a clinic I did um, earlier this week that was online. Um, they're, they're manufacturing dog food. They're doing the best they've ever done. They can't keep up with the demand. So companies are in different places. They're not all at risk of going under, but some of those who weren't strong, weren't customer-focused, were trying to uh, take products and services that people didn't want, um, had, had run to the red line, they're not going to make it. It strikes me that the underlying principle here that you're talking about, and I, I see you've written about this um, on some of your blogs and things, is you want to stay in touch with your customers. And indeed, it's a, it's a good chance to better understand your customers and give them something else. And I think the example I, I was reading was uh, a travel company whose business has, has stopped, but they're doing seminars with their potential customers and they're reliving trips with customers and things. Again, talking with your customers and finding out what is it that they need. Well, they're home alone. They can relive their memories. They can plan their next trip. They just can't order it now. But you can be there with a set of curated materials. You can have the whole family relive their past trip. You can have small groups of people who maybe were on the same trip that are, are talking again together. One of the travel agents here in Adelaide um, would have people who were going to Italy get together ahead of time before the trip and, and cook Italian food and talk about where they're going to be in the villa and so forth. So they form some bonds and some camaraderie that you can then pick up afterwards and remind them of those experiences. So think differently about how to serve your customers. The financial reward will come later. Being there in front of serving um, continuing the relationship with your customers, creating that stickiness is really what you need to be focused on now. And again, this is part of that preparation for the recovery when it comes, whether it's six months or even a year. You want to be in a position where you're, you're ready, you have the, the balance sheet, and you have the customer relationships to take advantage of it. I assume that's what you're talking through there. Absolutely, yes. You may not even have as strong a balance sheet. But if you have the customers, the relationships, and when they start buying again, they want to buy from you because you have maintained that relationship during the downtimes, they will re remember you during the good times. You will be in a much better shape than others who've turned inward and are only moaning and groaning about what used to be but isn't anymore. Well, thanks very much for your time, Jana. You've got a, a website and blogs and things that people can follow you on. Are there other resources? I, I mean, please um, tell us the address that people should go to online uh, to see some of what you're writing, but also any other resources that you can recommend? Well, definitely go to www.centerforbusinessgrowth.com. And on that, you'll see some of the blogs that I've written. You'll find videos of companies who've been through our program case studies of different issues that they're addressing. And, and Andrew, sometimes the issues that they're addressing in good times are the same ones we're addressing in bad times. My product's not selling. Uh, I've just lost a customer because my customer contact moved on and the new person who's come in has their own favorite marketing company and they booted us out. Uh, you know, those things happen. They just happened all at once with us here in this particular COVID downturn. But, but the problems we're experiencing now in spades are 
ones that companies experience all the time. So would definitely do that. And then I'm writing a lot of articles for a, a lot of different outlets, entrepreneurs.com, and sometimes there'll be things that I've written in City Morning Herald or AFR. Um, but you can find all those on our website. And on ANZ News and Blue Notes, so I would hasten to well, that plus ANZ is actually licensed 50 pieces of our content that's on anz.com backslash business growth. So you can go and see videos and infographics and some articles and how to do some of the things that we talk about for growth. So by all means, go to that as another resource that ANZ has made available to everybody, not just as customers. Yeah, well, and hopefully uh, people will get value out. I'm sure they will get value out of that as they have from the growth programs. But thanks again very much for your time, Jana, and I, I, uh, good luck with working with all those customers. Thank you, Andrew. They need both of us at this point. Thanks again. Bye now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Blue Notes. This podcast was produced by the Blue Notes editorial team with music by Kevin McLeod. Blue Notes is a publication of ANZ Banking Group.